name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we have members of the IT team here at Bosman Enterprises. How you guys doing? Good. All right. First of all, I want to go around here and uh, let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with you, Jason. Uh, Jason Bailey, uh, CTO here at Bosman and been employed almost 16 years. Matt? Uh, Matt Collison, uh, Help Desk Associate here at Bosman Enterprises, and I'll be coming up on three years here at the end of June. And I'm Mindy Evans. I'm the Assistive Technology Specialist, and I have been at Bosman for almost 11 years. All right. I wanted to really bring you guys on the podcast because I know you guys make sure that the technology here at Bosman Enterprises is up to date and making sure that people who are blind and also sighted have the technology and software they need to do their jobs efficiently. So um, starting with you, Jason, how does technology, specifically adaptive technology, play a role in a person who is blind being successful at their job? Uh, honestly, I think it gives the level playing field for someone that's blind or visually impaired to be able to do the same job or same computer functions or any function uh, to do their job as a sighted person. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because, you know, computers, you think, you know, someone that's blind can't use it. Uh, right. Simple technology, you know, that's out there. Uh, I mean, all around our business, we have people that are blind or visually impaired working in all departments. So, I mean, it, it de- definitely works. And, you know, we, we see that every day. All right. And we talk about adaptive technology. What type of technology do people who are blind use for uh, with computers? I was going to say, who are we throwing that to? Um, that people who are blind or visually impaired use usually either screen reading software or screen enlargement. So uh, here at Bosma, we have installed something called Fusion, which is a package that includes both JAWS and ZoomText. JAWS is the screen reader and ZoomText is the magnifying portion. Um, and some people also might use a refreshable Braille display in conjunction with their screen reader because perhaps they would like the braille output as well as the audio. Yeah, hold, hold that thought. We're going to come back to that braille display because I think that's very uh, important as well. But far as with JAWS, what does JAWS actually do for you, Mindy? And just because you are uh, blind and you work in IT, so how did that allow you to do your job successfully? Well, JAWS, um, like I said, it's what's called a screen reader. So it basically will speak aloud what is on the screen and or any of the menus. Um, so, I mean, anything that a sighted person is hearing on the screen, be it the file menu, be it the document they're reading, be it the web page, etc., that's all output into te- um, speech so that I can hear what's happening and be able to use the computer. And then through keystrokes, instead of using the mouse, I'm able to navigate the computer. Okay. Okay, so Matt, as you kind of really knew here at Bosma, even though you've been here almost three years, have you been, were you familiar with JAWS prior to coming to Bosma Enterprises? Uh, honestly, no, I was not. And that was one thing after, you know, I had my initial interview with Jason and the panel of, you know, the IT department. It right. was, he took me around toward the, uh, our old building at Zionsville and just him showing me all that technology and, you know, what you guys do for those that are blind and visually impaired. And helping give that independence itself to be able to, you know, have those jobs. It just, honestly, it kind of amazed me when I first got here at Bosman. I was just like, I mean, working uh, for a nonprofit with the Boys and Girls Club and just knowing, like, you know, providing that assistance and, you know, mm-hmm. helping those people. And it just, I'm, 
it just, you know, blew me away, you know, when I first saw it all and just kind of, you know, something that I want to be a part of. Like, what is this talking right here? <laughs> so, so far as with, uh, so Jason, um, I know a lot of employers are actually scared to put JAWS and other screen reading software on their computers. Does that program actually affect, uh, I mean, security or any type of other programs once you install it on the computer? There's really no security uh, risk on those. Those are, you know, they're certified okay. applications, you know, with those vendors themselves. Um, they're on, you know, hundreds of thousands of machines, you know, if not way more than that across right. the U.S. Uh, I mean, just as a business, we've kind of standardized those. But as far as the resources, I mean, they don't take much resources. Uh, they run on any Windows machine, uh, different right. OSs. Uh, so, I mean, that piece isn't, you know, anything that's going to tax that machine. Um, and then it'll just kind of run in the background. And, right. I mean, what we've seen is just, you know, very little uh, memory usage. Um, I mean, and then, you know, quick, easy installs. I mean, cut the install maybe, you know, five or ten minutes tops. Right. Um, you know, someone that's blind can actually do the install themselves because it's actually speech enabled all the way through the install for most software packages. Everything is all visual. This definitely, you know, incorporates someone that's blind is going to be doing that. Yeah. JAWS is very accessible. I know what other screen readers are out there. I know JAWS is probably the most popular, but what other screen readers, many of those you, are out there that people can use? Um, I do know that on the Windows side, there's NVDA, and it is actually a free screen reader. Um, it is donation based, so if you're someone who uses it and you happen to want to donate to keep it alive, you can. Um, and you can purchase extra voices and things for it to make it more like Jaws if you want to. Um, and then for the, and then wait a minute before I move on, there's actually a narrator that is built into Windows. Right. I wouldn't say that you could 100% use Windows, especially if you don't want to use Edge with uh, narrator yet, but I have found. That if I'm in a jam and I'm on Windows 10, for say, if some reason Jaws wants to misbehave, I can use Narrator to get through what I need to. So it is a good uh, backup, but I know that Microsoft is working hard to get it to. And that's on Windows 10 and above, correct? <coughs> well, correct, yes. Okay. I mean, there is Narrator on 7, but it's minimal. Um, and then also on Mac computers, VoiceOver is their built-in screen reader, and it comes standard on any Mac that you would buy. Straight out the box. Straight out the box. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'm glad to see that Apple and uh, Apple and uh, Microsoft are actually making their products accessible straight out the box. Because how much is Jaws if you wanted to go out and purchase Jaws, uh, Jason? Uh, street value, I think, is somewhere like nine ninety five. I think uh, the new model that VFO is going with now right. is a yearly subscription, and so you okay. can pay um, ninety dollars a year and. During that subscription, like let's say that you buy it at the end of the year and all of a sudden they release the next version of JAWS. Well, you're still going to get it um, mm -hmm. while you're paying that $90. And so you just pay $90 a year to keep that subscription alive if you want to do it that way. Uh, Jason, this question is for you. Uh, what kind of technology has Basel implemented around around the company really to make this organization so, I mean, you know, one of my jobs is kind of making everything that we do here at Bosma accessible um, as far as, you know, a visitor coming in to sign in. Uh, you know, there's a sign-in sheet that is completely accessible via an iPad. Uh, we actually demoed 12, 13 different ones before we actually found one that works uh, to, you know, QR codes to, you know, read what a picture 
uh, is uh, around the office. Uh, let's go back to that, that side egg. And that's very, I like how that actually alerts you when you your guest signs in. And it also, doesn't it take a picture of your guest? It, it does. So you, you sign in just like a normal, you know, pen and paper sign-in right. sheet, but it's all electronic. So it's all done from an iPad. So you can turn over voiceover. Uh, for someone that's blind coming into our facility. Right. Um, and then, you know, it will alert uh, via text or email uh, the actual person, you know, that they're coming here to see. So if I had a guest, I could get a text alert and an email alert to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, John's here to actually see me. Um, and then it's got a picture of him uh, and he wears that as a badge. Right. Uh, it's got a QR code on it. Once he right. leaves, he can sign out via that QR code just by scanning that and checking himself out. So, yeah. so we know who's in the building, right. which is kind of nice, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but then, you you know, you other QR codes around the facility. Uh, we've got QR codes on vending machines mm-hmm. that will read, you know, everything that's in those vending machines, you know, top to bottom, uh, giving you the cost of what's in there. Uh, and that's maybe, you know, really working with the vending company uh, to right. say, hey, what's in these vending machines? Uh, we've got, you know, menus for the bistro that are right. QR coded. Mm-hmm. Um you know, blind square, the indoor navigation, you know, that we've done in, you know, our facility. What and, is blind square? For and, those who do not know, what is blind square? How does that make a person more independent? Yeah, so blind squares, uh, you know, a system that is actually installed uh, in, in an indoor facility, uh, indoor beacons. And so you have an app on the iOS side that's blind square event. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that app is actually, it's a free app. And once that app is actually launched, it will give you uh, your directions around the facility uh, that we've pretty much, you know, coded in there to where it's saying, if you're coming at it from the north, it's going to tell you it knows that you're coming at it from the north because it's using your compass uh, on your phone. Uh, So it's reading all those directions. So every one of those beacons, you're programming with four different messages or up to four different messages. Um, And then you can actually have it shake, you know, one of the gestures is shaking the phone for more, more information. Uh, we've used that in the bistro to, you know, give the daily special. You could program that to, you know, have shake it if you're approaching the bathroom. So we could tell you where a QR code is that's going to give you an orientation of the entire restroom. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's a great app. Um, it's actually been, you know, very successful for us. Um, I mean, we're, we're kind of, you know, doing some extra things. Once we got it installed, we kind of, you know, kind of latched on to that technology and just wanted to help other agencies or help other facilities, uh, you know, having people navigate that are blind or visually impaired. Where have you guys installed Blind Square so far? Uh, so, so far with Blind Square, our first install was in uh, just outside of Queens, New York uh, at Alpha Point. NIV. That's one of our sister agencies for NIV. Yeah. So we were out there last March and we installed... 75 plus beacons in their 19 plus combined buildings that they have yeah, I heard throughout their a, facility. I heard that's a very interesting building out there in New York, how it's set up. So Yeah, yes, it is definitely was. interesting, definitely <laughs> easy to get lost in there. So it was definitely uh, nice and beneficial to them to have that kind of right. map, that whole floor layout of their building, their warehouse there. I mean, they have gates, they have, you know, truck drop-offs for semis, so you had to map those drop zones just to make sure no one was getting near those. Right. And we also have the moving beacons, which are obviously used as for moving vehicles itself, and they're a little more more durable in the sense just because they're going to be on those vehicles and moving around all the time. Mm -hmm. And those we put on, like, the fork trucks and, like, their... uh, 
moving pallet jacks so those people would know that those are out and around or, you know, within the vicinity so they have to be weary of, you know, moving vehicles or just, you know, bigger heavy-duty machinery that's just out for them to be aware of. So that was one of our first installs that we did, obviously, after our first two buildings here at Corporate and Woodland. And then our other one that we just did recently that we finished up was the Indiana School for the Blind. And that one actually has both indoor and outdoor points since they have a 64-acre campus as well. So we ended up doing, obviously, like Jason described earlier, the Beacons Indoor navigating some of their main points throughout their buildings. And then also CLS, which is their outside data sheet, which maps pretty much their outdoor campuses, crosswalks, bus stops, bus shelters, you know, entrances to like the main buildings and stuff that they had labeled. And then we also have, which was pretty cool, they have like an invitational track mm-hmm. in the fall. So we mapped out their whole track facility with, you know, the long jump pits, the high jump pits, their straight track. Obviously, you have your their normal track, and then you have all of your, like, <clears throat> uh, you know, your seating for the guests yeah. and things of that nature, the bathrooms that are outside. So you, you have <clears> no <throat> reason to get lost in uh, the Indiana School with a blind if you got a blind school on your phone so, right now. Anywhere, you know, if you're outside anywhere and you're kind of, you know, within... Depending on, because blind square, you can set, you know, what the radius you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, you have it set for, you know, 50, 50 feet or 50 yards, you know, depending on the radius that you're looking at, it'll tell you like, hey, you know, the straight track is, you know, 47 meters to your 11 o'clock. And it's based on, you know, clock fixes. So obviously as you're walking, you know, you know, turn slightly to the left and you, within, you know, that 50 meters, you're going to hit right. that straight track. So it's, it's pretty cool to have that, you know. That navigation, you know, that knowing of, you know, where you are and, you know, once you find like, you know, a main point for someone that, you know, is blind, visually impaired, yeah. they can pretty much, you know, navigate themselves back to, you know, what they're looking because, for. Because so. uh, this Boston Enterprise at our corporate driver location is, what, over 160,000 square feet. So just really, you can definitely get lost yeah, exactly. if you don't have that or know where you're going within the building. So it's great work. And I also know that a lot of new construction buildings also have to have uh, beacon positioning our GPS, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, with the, the new legislation that just recently passed, uh, all new public facilities uh, have to have at least one quote on you know, getting an indoor navigation uh, right. system like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's, which is going to be huge, uh, you know, for the blind community. And, I mean, it's definitely, you know, moving along. Definitely be very, very helpful. And uh, one other product that I've been looking at is the Ira glasses. I know many of you are very familiar with Ira. Oh, yeah. Could you talk about Ira and how those glasses work for people who are blind? I can. Uh, so Ira is basically a service where you pay a specific amount depending on how many minutes you um, want to use. And you can either do it with your uh, camera on your phone or you can purchase a set of glasses and you talk to a live agent and these agents are trained to assist you in anything from reading a piece of mail, if you so choose, to navigating an airport, to if you want to navigate to a restaurant. Uh, once you get to that restaurant, if they do not have a real menu, they can uh, read that to you. So any number of things. They say at Ira that there's nothing too big or too small uh, for them to do. And so... Essentially, there's also some places where it's it's called an IRA access location, and in those locations, anyone who has an account with IRA can use um, the camera on their phone 
to try out Ira for free in those locations, and fortunately, our airport is one of them, and also any Walgreens location or any AT&T store. Ooh. And if you have the service, it doesn't count towards your minutes. Correct. Yeah. If you All are an Ira subscriber hmm. and you use it in the airport, you can use 30 minutes and you, it doesn't go against the minutes you pay for in your plan. So they've actually done a lot of research and trying to figure out, you know, hey, how's this going to be really beneficial for those customers that we already have as customers and then not to really abuse those guys. So I mean, having that feature to where it's, they're giving them free access uh, on some of those spots. I mean, it's that's a great business model yeah. for them. Oh, yeah, uh, and then you know uh, we got a pair of glasses, and actually Jeff Mittman, the new incoming CEO, yeah. did a ride around the uh, Indy 500 track uh, with a pair of those glasses on. So uh, I mean, they're getting some good good reviews. Uh, you know, we've got a few people here at the yeah. office using those, yes. and I mean, eventually, what we would like to do is try to use them in you know some of the production environments. Uh, you know. Just between me and you, I would really want to know what the uh, agent was saying to Jeff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. awesome. I really need to hear that audio right there. I said I want to see the video. Right. I, I need to see the video. That yeah. Yeah. That's what I really want to know. How fast are you go? They said 190. 190? Yeah, oh, yeah they're moving. Yeah. 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 Tell her, hey, we're going to be going on a track here. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> Very fast. Don't worry yeah. about that wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't look no but yeah that's cool that's cool but uh technology is definitely like jeff says a great equalizer around here yeah, and really making things accessible so well and i just want to say like with the ira thing just something that a sighted person would take for granted whenever i got to la um for a conference i got off the plane got you know to the baggage claim myself and was able to get my luggage because i had had the agent take a picture of it before i left right so whenever I got the luggage or baggage claim, I did not have a sky cap, anything, and I just picked up my luggage and went to my shuttle on my own and didn't have to wait around. That's for handy. That's wow. super nice, yeah, actually. Yeah. It is. I um, picked up my bag and I was like, "So this is what it's like." And, so, <laughs> and obviously, other than Ira, isn't there? Um, did you mention that there is tiles or something that you can get for the bags that beep? Almost. There, you can I'll get, there's several Bluetooth trackers. I personally use one called Tile, but I think there's one called Orbit. There's all sorts of them. And yeah, you can put it in your bag and it'll beep. Mm-hmm. In the night, I couldn't figure out what I did with my purse in my own house. And so I pushed the button on my phone and it rang so I could find it. So yeah, there is that. And then also, if they try to tell you that your bag didn't make it, you can look at the map and know that it's yeah. in the airport. And there's several of those glasses, so I mean, not only just Ira, I mean, there's several, Ira is usually for someone who's completely blind, but there's some for low vision people also um, that you can do almost like a zoom text, a a screen magnifier through those glasses. We actually demoed a set here, um, and from 75 yards, someone that was just visually impaired, I mean, I could barely read it from 75 yards away, there was a barcode. He put those glasses on. He could tell me the numbers on those barcodes. Wow. Wow. So I mean, that's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so that's some of the things we're going to be looking at. You know, in the near future, to be able to add to you know the rest of the technology we're using here, um, and just putting them in production environments and seeing if we can't help people, you know, gain better jobs at the company. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of technology is really helping people uh, move up within mm-hmm. the organization right now. So that's great, great to see. Yeah. Many kind of touched on what I wanted to bring up next with the apps. What kind of apps do people who are blind use, I guess, to be more independent? 
goodness. <laughs> Just give me a few. I know. I know. Like, I'll um, see in their eyes one of the big ones I know. It is. Um, you know, since we were talking about Ira, I'll also say there's one called Be My Eyes. Be My Eyes. And it is another thing where you connect with a live person. Now, these are volunteers, so your mileage varies. I will have to say that disclaimer. But, I mean, if you're just looking for an expiration date or a label or something, it's 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 a pretty good deal. Um, and they have some specialized help with Microsoft and Google these days, I think, too. Um, and then, yes, there is Seeing AI. That one can do everything from read a document to you can train it to identify faces. Uh, you can browse your photos. And there's even a thing where you can touch to explore and you can drag your finger around the picture and it'll tell you the objects that are in it. Um, it can identify currency, there's a light detector in it. So that one's kind of, they call it the Swiss Army knife of apps, because it used to be you had like a whole folder of like 10 different apps to do one thing, and now mm-hmm. I don't have to do that as well. Is so, that the one that you use when you're uh, <clears throat> cooking your meals and things of that nature to read yes, like label instructions? Yep, because you can grab a barcode off of a product, and if it's in the database, it'll read it. And one of the new ones you just found was like a breadcrumb app. What was that? Oh, breadcrumb? Yeah, breadcrumb. Clue. Yeah, Clue. So, yeah, there's an app okay. called Clue. It's pretty new, but it's um, for indoor navigation. Like, let's say the sighted person takes you to the restroom, but they've got to run back to the meeting. So you're on your own to get back. Well, if you used Clue, and then you stop it once you get to the restroom, theoretically, you can turn around, turn Clue back on, and it should be able to navigate you to where you came from. Wow. Using using the camera, and it's yeah, almost, okay. and at first sighted person, it looks like you're playing a video game because it's right. got, like, these little tokens, uh-huh. and as you're passing through those tokens, you feel the phone vibrate, and you right. get too far away from it, and it starts, you know, doing uh-huh. different things, so, I mean, and you're basically collecting those as you're getting back to your actual starting location. And it gives cool. you verbal wow, directions on your way back, like, turn right, turn left, etc. I'm going to ask one of the <laughs> most controversial questions I'm going to ask you. Is, what do people who are blind or do they prefer the Apple devices, the Android devices? What What do you guys think is more accessible, Apple or Android? Well, let's just say that is a daily fight in the department. <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the Android user around here? Hold on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, John, John and Matt are both Android users. Um... What's what's David? Android. He's an Android. Android. All right. So so now, now I can tell by how his phone was vibrating. Three and and Takia actually is she an she's both. You know, so she's got she's got two different phones. Uh, so she's got one Android, one iPhone. Mindy's got a gamut of everything. <laughs> her, 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 her phone is is an iPhone, um, and I'm an iPhone user. I like the accessibility, you know, features on. The Apple side, right. not knowing that I'm using any of that stuff, but it's it's there. It's yeah. straight out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the actual number is uh, for people that are blind actually using the yeah. iPhone, but it's pretty high. You yes. walk around here, and it's it's a high number of end users that have iPhone versus right. Android. We're not promote one over the other. No. We're just trying to see no. you know, what people yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. I know a lot of blind we, people. There's no people, plugs. No, yeah. people who are blind who use Android as well. Correct. It's and really, fair, it's so. honestly a matter of preference. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, to be fair, you know, I've done some playing with Android on a tablet. And then somebody was telling me, well, it's much better on the phone. You should just get a phone. I'm like, no, nah, that's not happening. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, apparently there are some... Some features that are, I mean, the nice thing is you can just plug it in. You don't have to worry about a program like iTunes to manage your content. That is one. Yeah. 
Plus, and you can pick what screen reader and what voice, whereas with Apple you have to use voiceover. There's not an option. So if you're looking for something more customizable and, you know, a little more freedom, you're going to, you know, Android is going to be better for you. I don't personally feel like this OS is as intuitive and as simple to pick up. So if you want something that just works, I recommend Apple. But, I mean, I really, I think if you're someone who's blind and you're looking at a phone, you know, try whichever one you want. It's not like they don't have a 14-day return. If you don't like it, go get the other. But I'm not, I think that you try and see what works best for you. Right. Okay. And people tend to st- stick with what they've learned. Yeah. There, there's not in, in in the phone business. I don't think that there's much switching back and forth. Uh, you know, once you found one, you, you kind of get very comfortable with that, and people like that comfort. So exactly, exactly. Ooh, so well, Jason, if anyone wants to learn more about Blind Square or wants to uh, get it installed at their location, uh, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, so we've created an account, uh, an email account that you can get us. Um, so it's beacons at Bosma.org, B-E-A-C-O-N-S at Bosma.org. Um, and that's an email account that will get us. Uh, we'll get you some information. We're getting some, uh, you know, brochures out. Uh, love to have you in if you want to see more, you know, more of that demo. Uh, come into the office, ask, ask for myself or Ray, um, and then love to be able to show anybody and everybody that technology it needs to be out in every business out there yes sir yes sir well i appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today giving us all that great knowledge and make sure that you guys subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on social media and i'll see you guys next week